people are using their houses as piggy banks right now. So Fox News says, hey, this is going, people are going to make enough money selling their houses that that's going to be the temporary consumer confidence until you get to open everything back up again. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents in our industry hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation. Aaron Muchastegui, I'm back here with Paul Morris. I'm really excited to have Paul back today uh, just to get to talk about the news. You know, it's going to be a really interesting news day. There are so many articles out there and kind of like what we talked about last week, it's really hard what to make of the news because just about every article has a different one. But our job is to tell you what we think is out there, give you some of our opinions on it to help you arm yourself. And Paul, welcome back, man. How's it going? Thanks. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's wild out there to, to say the least. Yeah. It um, is. Yeah. It's, uh, we're seeing a lot of activity. One of the things that, that I find to be very interesting is just what, what are people thinking? You know, what are, what are people in the streets thinking? Uh, obviously all of our, uh, you know, all of our, uh, listeners are, are, and viewers are, they're out in the streets, they see it themselves, but it's just, there's such a variation between, you know, people are saying, Hey, you know, this is just a bad cold to, uh, you know, this is, this is an, apop- an apocalyptic event. So where is the truth? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, we've also seen that depending on the city, depending on, it used to be like depending on the state. And now it's kind of depending on the city because Texas has a lot of cities, a lot of counties, and some counties haven't had a single case of anything. And so they haven't changed. And other counties have had dramatic ones. So depending on the city, depending on the county, you see so many different feelings out there and probably on agents, because what we're seeing is there are some agents, there are a lot of agents having the busiest, most successful real estate season they've ever had the last few months. I've seen people hitting, setting records. And yeah. I've also had a bunch of people emailing us and reaching out and saying they haven't gotten a listing or a deal in three months. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's, uh, you know, markets like this really push everything out there. And we have just been trying to go all in with trying to do that. And so, and listeners, you got to remember too, Paul has thousands of agents that work for him. So when he gets to bring in the news, he gets to see a little bit of everything for that perspective. You know, even like the, and it was a funny thing, just to put Paul's expertise in perspective, one of the first articles that came up as like real estate news, the it says Greenbrier executes a master sales and marketing agreement with Keller Williams, Paul Morris. And this is, I think this is like a thousand unit uh, subdivision of houses. And they signed with you to say, you're going to get all of our listings for these thousand houses. Tell us about this deal. And did you, did you go on the appointment yourself? Yeah. So I, I rarely do, uh, I rarely do a listing appointment, you know, because I'm, my, my job is really to go out and help, help realtors, uh, you know, and, and so I rarely, I rarely do them. And what happened was uh, it's in a, it's in a town where, uh, our our brand dominates some towns, not others, uh, but it's in a small town, and so it's a thousand unit project, and it's it's in a town called Tehachapi, which is again there's 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 something there's something newsworthy about this in particular because what what's happening is Tehachapi is this little town outside of Bakersfield, Bakersfield, and and these other cities nearby 
are, are pretty tough living um, in terms of temperature and expense and crowding and that sort of thing. And Tehachapi is this you know, sort of beautiful, idyllic uh, country setting, countryside setting, uh, but not too far from these places. So in, during normal times, you know, does somebody really want to get in a car and, and commute you know, 45 minutes to work every day back and forth. Number one, are we going to go back to work every single day? Are we going to work from home more? Number two, people want to get out of the cities. They want to get out of that crowding. So, uh, so this particular project is interesting in, in, in many ways because I think it is sort of a wave of the future. And, and what happened in that particular instance is small town. And, you know, some of our agents were up for it. Uh, some agents at competitors were up for it. And, and uh, when, when our agents weren't going to get the deal, you know, I went in and took a meeting as the company to do it. And, and so it's also a message to realtors, I think, you know, being able to show strength in these times. It was like, it was, you know, it was the easiest listing appointment that I'm sure anybody has gone on because what I said was, hey, you, you know, you're comparing, hey, thank you for interviewing you know, a couple of top realtors from my firm. I know that they're no longer in consideration. You know, now you're looking at some other individuals, but I'm going to bring this whole team effort. Here's what we bring to the table. We have 3000 realtors. We have offices in these other cities that could be target areas for you. So that's the, you know, and I think to our particular audience, um, you know, if you're an individual realtor, it doesn't mean you can't crush it during these times, but be aware that, that having, you know, appearing to have an edge, in any market makes a difference, but in this particular market, this is where I'm seeing the, the top realtors uh, in, a, in a particular neighborhood. Just take it, right, take it away from me and right back to neighborhoods and, and, real, and other realtors. You know, the top realtors in the neighborhoods that I'm looking at are getting calls like, hey, come list me calls. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey, I hate to interrupt the current podcast that you're listening to, but I am so excited to share this with you. I just finished interviewing the original host of this podcast, my good friend, Pat Hyven. Now, I got to talk to Pat about how he started his real estate career and a whole bunch of tips and tactics that he used to be successful. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check out State of the Market number 49. On there, I get to talk to Pat about all those different things. You know, and in there too, he talked a lot about his six steps for seven figures book and training program that he built over the last couple years. And I realized I haven't done a good enough job of reminding all of you lately about all of the resources that we've built for you out there. So if you want to check out Pat's course, we've got like a three minute summary video when you go to it. It includes so many easy to follow tips that you can follow on it like a day to day basis. You can email reminders, all sorts of different things that come with that course. You find that you go to rebusuniversity.com, R-E-B-U-S, rebusuniversity.com. Look at courses. You can find the six steps for seven figures book. And really, there's a whole bunch of other courses in there too. Our normal prices used to be $1,500 or $2,000 a course. These are real deal professional courses. But now uh, during quarantine, a lot of them are priced down like 90 bucks, 95 bucks. So we've slashed the prices because we know right now is a time for everybody to be focusing on growth and education, especially while they're feeling like they don't have as much to do. And if you go in there and you figure like, like there's a lot of different courses you want, maybe you don't want to buy the a la carte. You can go to futureofrealestatetraining.com and you can get access to all of our different courses for 97 bucks a month. I think there's a discount on there if you go a year or there's even like a lifetime option that you can pay. You get access to every course we ever put on Rebus University for as long as we have it. So go check out those options, Rebus University or futureofrealestatetraining.com. All right, back to your podcast. Sorry for the interruption. Okay, so 
under normal circumstances, you know, even the number one realtor in our area, who I spoke to just recently, she would, she has a whole team and, you know, they would, they would interview her team and they would interview one or two other top realtors in the area. Now she's getting the call and that call is different in two ways. Number one, it's like, Hey, come list me. We're not going to interview the other people. And number two, we don't want your team. We want you. So she's working like, you know, five times as hard as she usually does, but she is crushing it. So, you know, so what do you do if you're not number one in your area, right? Oh, Hey, that's easy. Great for her. You know, and the answer is get out there and, and, and be the messenger. I, I really, I honestly, it's not just because we're doing state of the market. I do believe that state of the market, tuning in every week to state of the market, getting the stats, making sure that you're the repository of information in your area uh, takes you head and shoulders above the rest. Many, many realtors at this point in time have spent the last couple of months on the couch. If you're one of them, that's okay. Just get off the couch because the people who are crushing yeah. it are out there making it happen. Yeah, people are, I really love the perspective you just gave too, that the agents can go out and try to get a listing. And you had a bunch of agents that worked for you that were in the running for it. And instead you said, let's combine in numbers and going, hey, yes, any, any of the agents, there's lots of great agents you can choose from, but what if I bring my whole office, right? What, what if we're going to just put our whole office behind it? It's not going to be an individual agent effort and the... And you're right. What a, what a cool thing. I mean, it, it talks about you guys helping with like SpaceX and, you know, Edwards Air Force Base. You know, there's, there's so many different businesses out there that your company is helping with relocation efforts and things like that. And one of the reasons why I said it was so easy, it's not, not because uh, we're not putting that effort in, but the, you know, also the developer is bringing a product that is timely. And this is what, you know, people have to, people have to adjust, right? So the developer is bringing something timely. And that is um, an alternative to people to get out of the big city and to get out of the urban density and to live a different lifestyle at a price point that makes sense. So, you know, that's what made it so that's what made it so easy for us. And it's what makes it so easy for us to market. And so what is the message to to uh, to realtors? And I think highlighting people are very myopic. You know, they, they look at they look at what's going on right now and there really is flight from the cities. I do, I do see it, you know, a second housing market where I sold my house in, in Palm Springs, because when you get into a recession, the second house markets get hit the first. So I'm like, oh, let me get ahead of this. And I turn around and it's like, oh, actually, you know, prices have gone up since I sold, right? Because yeah. people are fleeing from LA to go out into the country, countryside a little bit. Man, our, our crystal ball stuff isn't always accurate. There were, I definitely did some fire sales in March and April and I'm glad they got sold the, but yes, but looking at right now, the market is stronger than I thought. But a lot of the news we're going to talk about today is that, right? That there's some stuff that's really hot and heavy and other things that we should be thinking about. Here's, here's a piece of actionable news. So this was an article that came out just yesterday on Inman News and it says, as bidding wars spike, 20% of winning offers waive the inspection contingency. So I'm going to dig into this article for just a second, but just think about that as an agent when you're out there right now. So the, I don't know how long this booming market is going to last, but right now there's, there's not as many sellers as there are buyers. People are trying to move right now. It says home buyer demand has shot up at the same time as home inventory has plunged all because of this quarantine stuff. So it's resulting in more and more bidding wars and buyers willing to take risks to win the house. In June, 19.9% of successful home purchasers offers submitted by Redfin agents in Washington, D.C., New Jersey, Boston, and Portland waived the inspection contingency up from 13% a year prior. And so 
the so I would take that as saying, all right, so if you're an agent out there that's and you're representing buyers, that's something you need to consider. If it is a competitive market that it's reminding sellers of that inspection contingency. Have you seen anything like that? Any of your agents talking about that? You think that's good advice? So I do, you know, look, in any in absolutely any uh, market, you know, the cleaner your offer, the better. We all know that. Um, yeah. when, the, when the market gets tighter, then the cleaner offers stand out big time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I closed two investment properties recently and I, I, weigh, I had to waive some contingencies because I was just going to get blown out of escrow if I didn't. The sellers, when they're selling right now, are, they feel, I'm just going to say they feel like, like for my second home in, in Palm Springs, like I wanted to get that thing sold. Yep. Okay. I would have taken a little less money. I really, truly, and I can put myself in, in everybody's shoes. I, I would have taken a little less money to not get messed around with in escrow, you know, and so to, to wave to wave some of the things. Now, I talked to, this is, this is a piece of advice, and, I, and I, I put this challenge out to our audience. You know, you got to tell me, like, am I crazy? Are we crazy? Uh, this is a piece of advice that when I first heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so obvious. Like, everybody should do this. This is amazing. And then I went out to some of my top realtors and they're like, dude, that's terrible advice. So here's the advice. Awesome. Um, one listing agent who is crushing it uh, that, I, that I did an interview with is getting the, they're getting a property inspection ahead of escrow, ahead, ahead of opening escrow. And they're just handing the property inspection to potential buyers and they're making them waive the inspection that you can still go get your own inspection. And if you find stuff that's not disclosed in this particular one, okay, fine. But if you do a real, a really good solid property inspection, then your, your, your chance of getting blown out of escrow is, is very little. You're just saying, Hey, it's done up front. And I'm like, God, that's such a, that is, gosh, that's such a phenomenal idea. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to like some of these big, big listing agents. They're like, oh yeah, no, no, no. My seller's never going to do that because, you know, we would then have to disclose it. And I'm like, if you have a leaky roof, the inspector's going to find the leaky up. roof. And then you're going to argue about who's going to pay for the leaky roof. And then if you get the escrow blows out, you still have to disclose the leaky roof. So yeah. I, am, I remain unconvinced that that is not fabulous advice, except for five of my top listing agents are like, meh. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars listeners. I am sorry to interrupt again, but I want to do a quick commercial break, but this commercial break is different. This is stuff that I think you need, and this is me talking to you about some of the stuff that we had. So, you know, recently we had a lot of people reach out to us and say, hey, why don't you do a real estate mastermind? Why don't you do something where a lot of the listeners can get together and do some Zoom calls and ask each other questions and really just try to brainstorm and work together? I mean, there's a million masterminds out there. I don't know if this is something that we really want to do or not, or if we do, if we're going to limit it to maybe 20 or 30 people. We're just trying to figure out if any of you guys are interested. So if you have any interest at all in joining a mastermind with real estate agents around the country that are part of the Real Estate Rockstars Network, go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind and just join the wait list. It's just a really a formal, it's just an interest list for us to see, is this something we want to be doing? So that's, that's number one. Number two, you go to hybendigital.com forward slash foreclosures. We have a two day 
Mark thing that we just finished recording. Now it's also inside Rebus University. And so you can go to Rebus University and look at it. If you're already a member of Rebus, I mean, a lot of you guys are in the you know the monthly fee where you get access to everything. So we have a new courses in there, 17 hours of content on how to buy foreclosures, on how to find deals, on how to you know do title, you know, go to auction, also turn that into clients for your real estate agents, how you can turn somebody that's in default behind on their mortgages into a client. So go, you know, check out that course, especially for, you know, you can, you can buy the course now, but again, most of you guys already subscribed to all that. I just wanted you to know there's another 17 hours of content, great, great content that I just recorded on there uh, that all of you guys have access to now at Rebus University. And then finally, we have software that we talk about on and off. It's called Padhawk. And in Padhawk, you can use that to go find leads. What, uh, you know, so everyone is really, really busy right now. And we're so, so busy, people are selling and they're saying there isn't enough product on the market, right? So they're, they're, they can't find houses. Well, Paddock will help you find houses before they're listed. It helps you find owners that should be listing their properties or people that might wanna get there. I recorded a quick video. It's like six or seven minutes long for you guys to look at, real estate agent specific on what how you can use the software in order to do it. So let's go to hybendigital.com forward slash leads. Again, there's a video in there. I talk about how you can use the software to do it. Check it out. If it's something that you like, you may want to sign up for it. 99 bucks a month, but nationwide, any city out there, and it is a great way to find houses. So right now, people are saying there's lots of buyers, but we can't find enough houses. Well, maybe you can use this software. You'll find something that hasn't listed yet and make them an offer on their house. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. Thank you for letting me interrupt you with that break. You know, back in February or March, David Green, he's an agent up in uh, the Bay Area, and that and that was one. That's one of his methods. So when they would mm. put their house on the market, they would also put it on with a home inspection and say your offer needs to include your repair request with it and be non-contingent. And so the so it's not the first time I've heard of it. And I think and that was before quarantine and people not wanting a bunch of people in their houses. I mean, I I think that I think that's a good idea. We're in you know. And you guys out there that are listening, tell us, right? Like, you know, comment in, you know, send us some emails, let us know. But the, uh, that's not the first time I've heard it. And I think that it's, it sounds pretty brilliant to me. So we'll, uh, but like you said, there's also, we don't know everything. There's plenty of agents that have maybe said, no, I don't, here's one I don't know if you could do that on. So it says Manhattan penthouse sells for a hundred million dollars to an honest buyer. The buyer who cannot be identified purchased the penthouse at 220 Central Park South. For $99.9 million, as well as a smaller unit in the building for $1.81 million. So 220 Central Park South in Manhattan. Uh, in the famed 220 Central Park South Tower, the buyer whose name is being kept private is like through like some LLC. And it's an ultra luxury residential tower. We've seen a couple of big transactions like this in the last year. And I guess we always have them, whether it's good markets or bad markets. But they're always fascinating when they happen, right? I love that, uh, you know, paying $100 million for a unit in a building and then picking up another unit that, uh, that costs under $2 million. It goes to show you that even inside of that building, right, you know, you can get in, somebody else can get in that building for under $2 million when you're paying $100 million to get in. It's just, Dude, that is like, that is actually weird. probably the most bad. That's like mind blowing. Like, how do you comp anything if you're not? The building expert. When people talk about like niching, a guy I talked to last week said, hey, you should only farm like a specific neighborhood that you know everything on. Mm -hmm. That building would be an example of an agent that goes, no, on this floor, it's the same plan. But if you go three up, it's more or you go three up, it's less because now you see this instead. Like 
that's that is fact. I don't want that realtor, by the way. Yeah. You know? I want that realtor. And when I, you know, I say, same, same, you know, I, I, I bought as a, as a, uh, investment, a property, uh, you know, a, a condo overlooking the ocean of Marina del Rey. And, you know, it's like seven J and I called the number one realtor in the area. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm thinking about buying, you know, da 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 in this tower seven J he's like, Oh, well the J stacked. I'm like, it's the first time. I mean, you know, yeah. condo people like they, they immediately know what that was. I, I was actually like stack. What is it? Oh, right. So it's all the J units, right? Stack on top of you got like six J, seven J, eight J. He's like, well, the J stack, you know, faces, you know, 20 degrees more away from the ocean. And, you know, it's worth a little bit less. I'm like, okay, seriously, Dude. could I list with you? I mean, do I need you to represent me to buy? You know, the, the, that's the kind of expertise. And it's not, it isn't the type of expertise that you need it, it takes a decade to learn. It really isn't. It right. totally isn't. You just, all you'd have to do is go to, you know, there's only five different types of, of, of uh, units in that building. It's a massive building. There's only five different types. Go on an open house for each of the five, take photos, really understand what the units look like. If you can't do that, do a virtual tour, know what each of those five units look like and make that part of your, your, your knowledge base. I mean, you, you, it does not take years and mem I don't have a great memory, you know, but if I have, if I know what I need to know and I put all this, all the stats out, I can sound like I'm a plus on my game. Yeah, it is. That is super fascinating. I would call myself a real, a real estate expert, but there's still times, definitely condos and stuff like that. And most of the time with a house, I can comp it from a million miles away and get within 10,000 bucks of what it's worth. And the, and those are examples where sometimes you just can't explain it at all unless you actually go and see it. There's a building in downtown Austin that's like that. I remember when I was doing Santa Barbara developments, there was some like that too, where you actually just had to go in each and go like, oh, I can see now. You actually see the neighbor's trash can here. That's why this one is worthless. So fascinating thing that you pointed that out. I'm glad that you saw that, but there still is giant transactions coming. The, you know, we have a, another good news article, I would say. I'm going to say that stuff that's saying the real estate market is strong is good news and some other articles that we're going to have that say maybe not is bad news. So I'm just going to, so just, I'll, I'll be biased in that sense today. So good news, pending home sales signals strong market for July and August. The pending home sales increased 6.3% year over year in June. I guess this isn't any real new news. This is what we've seen the last few months, right? And that's pretty much from anybody we've been talking to. Mm -hmm. the, you know, have yeah, you seen I mean, the same thing where you're at? Absolutely. We're, we're seeing, you know, dramatic upticks. You know, some of, our, some of our offices are having, you know, more transactions for this past month than, than you know, it's the best July ever on record. And there's no doubt that that's because of some pent-up demand in combination with it's pent up demand, it is uh, low interest rates, and you know consumer confidence is 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 very weird. It's up and down. Yep. So you know, it's like when you see think of like the up and down of that and consumer confidence. One of the side things we talked about last week was you see like the good news of stuffs booming for the single family space, and I think so much of what we see on that stats is like homes because people care a lot about homes. But then in Texas this month, we've, we've also seen more like strip malls scheduled for foreclosure and commercial buildings scheduled for foreclosure than we've ever seen, right? So usually Texas posts 5,000 know, properties a month scheduled for auction. This month, there was only 1,500 scheduled, yet there was more in number of count of like you know, retail strip malls and commercial than we've ever seen before. And so we see that strong market in residential and you have to imagine that some of that commercial 
uh, ticks down. You know, a residential-based one says mortgage applications decrease this week, fueled by the rise in FHA rates. So I hadn't heard this. I didn't realize that some of the FHA rates have gone back. Everybody keeps saying low, low, low. It says mortgage applications decreased by a percent uh, because you know rates went up a little bit. I mean, still, still historic lows. Do you think that's? Have you heard anyone talking about rates as bumping back up? I mean, you know, you have you have a little bump up and down, and I, I just look at it in terms of uh, in terms of not we, you know. We're not we're not buying and selling mortgages, so you know we're buying and selling homes. So I, I don't look at the week to week rates. I think the forecast is that we'll continue to have very low rates, um, and that's propping up the real estate industry. There's no question about it. And and you know I mean I I did a on a commercial buy I did a lock on thirty year lock on three point eight percent interest. I mean it's just like some people have done better, you know for sure. If you're a, if you're a have a relationship lender, you know, it's different, but you know, you can do better, but how are you going to do better than that? Historically, you know, yeah. you're, 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 they're giving money away as far as I'm concerned. Right. My jumbo rate on my house is like higher than what they're advertising, but the lowest I've ever had in a jumbo, yeah. right? Like I'm a point higher than what they said we could hit because nobody's doing jumbos right now, but yet it's yeah. still the lowest interest rate I've ever had. You know, the, one of the, so Fox Business News article says, would a second PPP save commercial tenants? So lawmakers are discussing proposals to allow some borrowers to take out a second forgivable loan, focusing on those commercial tenants. Now, that kind of lines up with what I, what, what I was saying for, you know, so far in Texas. But, um, you know, PPP, we talked about the PPP a lot. It seemed like it was pretty brilliant. It, it plugged a lot of cash out to people. Mm-hmm. But now here we are three months later and mm-hmm. now we have to start paying our pay- people have to start paying their payroll again. And most of the commercial things that I see happening are because, you know, they're like nightclubs that are closed forever and restaurants yeah. that are closed forever. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to just say a personal opinion. I don't think that's going to be the answer, but the news that I can share is it says lawmakers are discussing adding that in to that next stimulus. Any thoughts? Well, one thing for sure, this, there's the practical effect and then there's the and then there's the consumer confidence effect. And we all know that, uh, like, you know, love it or hate it, uh, consumer confidence is one of the biggest drivers for anything. And so if, uh, even if the PPPs don't have real practical long-range help uh, by it boosting, let's just say, let's say we have economists figure out like the PPP is not actually going to do anything long-range for us, right? But we can boost consumer or buttress consumer confidence until a vaccine comes out. I mean, that would just be brilliant, even though it's not doing what, you know, the, uh, maybe the unintended consequence or maybe intended, but it's secondary, uh, is that people are, you know, people feel like they have a partner in the government uh, when, when, they're getting, when they're getting some of this money. And, and I, I agree. I don't think, you know, I, I'm looking around and I see businesses that are going out that are, you know, you're going out of business, period. It's not a delay. And I just know I'm thankful that I'm in in uh, that my investments are are in uh, are in multifamily, so that it's it's mm-hmm. rentals. I would be very worried if I if I my portfolio was all retail. I mean, I'd be freaked out because I just don't think retail and office space in particular. I don't think office space is going to be the same. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a while. There was I should have pulled up the article. Dropbox put a third of their retail or a third of their office space up for sublease. 
um, you know, one of the articles that I saw. So the, so I, because I'm not seeing it in front of me, don't quote the exact numbers, but if you guys search that, you're going to see there's a lot of the big companies out there that are subleasing their office space. It's going to take a lot longer for office and retail to rebuild the idea of temporary consumer confidence until we get to a place where we get to open the world back up. I think there's a lot of benefit to that. Like, like what you said, it is a complicated solution out there. You know, the last piece of good news and then I've got a few articles that I kind of think are bad news. The, um, you know, another Fox Business News says, is the housing market pulling the U.S. out of the recession? And they go through and they say all these existing home sales post record increases in June. And with that, people are pulling out record amounts of equity and cash. So the people that are selling right now, the other side about how hot the market is, is everyone that's selling is actually putting a bunch of money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And you think back to like 2003, 2004, people mm-hmm. were buying their houses and they were refinancing. So they were pulling 100000 out. And that's why we had that huge, mm-hmm. you know, the economy was booming back then. So people are using their houses as piggy banks right now. So Fox News says, hey, this is going, people are going to make enough money selling their houses that that's going to be the temporary consumer confidence until you get to open everything uh, back up again. The, I think there's something to that. You know, back in March when I did my first like webinar with people, I said, look, one difference right now is so many people in the world have equity compared to 2008, 2009. Have you, I guess, what are your your thoughts on that? I mean, it's pretty broad to say it might pull us out of the U.S. recession, but the, I think it's, I think it's got to be helping. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I remember we, we also, one of our, a couple of our former podcasts, you know, really, I, I pulled out the, I pulled out the numbers, uh, in terms of, in terms of uh, equity and, you know, the amount of equity that Americans have in their homes now, as opposed to 10 years ago, yeah, is so dramatically different that, you know, 2008, 2009, when we had, you know, really bad real estate uh, crisis, people did not have that equity. So the rush to take back the homes, you know, was, was uh, paramount because you got to get the asset back uh, immediately. On the other hand, if, if your person is not paying, and you've got a big cushion of equity, uh, the race to get the property back is a lot less and it's less disruptive. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's a mixed bag. I, I, I definitely, you know, the thing, we don't have a crystal ball. And the thing that I'm telling people, the thing that I'm sort of living by is if you're going to be, I think we're gonna be fine, you know, three to five years from now, four or five years from now, I think we're gonna be fine. If you need to sell, in the next year, I would sell now. I really would, you know, and there are buying opportunities right now also, even though inventory is down, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, it's just like some of these, some of these stats, these are National Association of Realtors. These are reliable stats. Inventory declined 27% and days on market increases by 15 days. I'm like, wait a minute. Wow, that's a, that is a different stat. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, okay, so if the inventory is low, you would expect houses to sell faster. These are times where, where these times are going to reward expertise, you know, and that's not a bad thing. It really isn't. It's not a bad thing for realtors, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was some of those articles you sent me that yeah, it talks about consumer confidence changing in June, you know, down 21% year over year. Uh, with some of those things. And that's, yeah, if there's less houses on the market and it's taking longer, that's the first sign of a a slowdown. And I like, you know, I think back to you and I both sold houses in March and April. 
and we fire sold them and we sold them below market in order to get them sold. And if somebody's thinking about selling in the next year, your advice of sell now, I would say that is spot on because here's the thing. I probably left a little bit of money on the table by selling it fast in April. I don't regret it because the peace of mind that it gave me as soon as it happened and being able to pull out some of that cash the, for the amount of, I may, I, I may have sold for you know, 5% more had I been less aggressive. You know, I don't regret it at all. So I think if someone is going to sell in the next year, yes, now is the time to sell. And to piggyback on, on one of those things you just said, so Fox Business News, the, you know, one of the articles they put out this week is the federal eviction moratorium ending is going to put million, millions at risk. Now, this is some, some bad news, but also an opportunity for agents out there. So, the, so this Friday, it says federal eviction moratorium ends, and there's a lot of states that are, and I, then I Googled federal or foreclosure moratorium, and there's all these news and things that I'll just kind of read through quick, but Fox News said, 30, this was three days ago, 32% of households in America have either not paid their rent or not paid their mortgage in July. They don't say where they get that source from. I, I need to dig in further, but that is a, but, but it's a reputable, you know, real estate news company that says 32% of people haven't paid their rent, haven't paid their mortgage. That's also combining right now with unemployment. The extra unemployment amounts is, I think it's up. It's up and then it, 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 the, the extra $600 a week that everybody's been getting, that's coming to an end. Now they're talking about extra stimulus, but right now there isn't any. So the bad news is there's a lot of people that are facing eviction from not paying rent and a lot of people that are facing foreclosure from not paying their mortgage and those moratoriums that postponed it are almost out of time. Here's the good news and the actionable opportunity. The stats that Paul gave us a few months ago of how many of these people still have equity, that's still true. So of the people, of the 32% of U.S. households that aren't paying their rent, most of them, it's like 80 or 90% have equity. Which means if you can find them, if you can reach them, if you can convince them that now is the time to sell, to pull out some of that cash and go get a fresh start with some new deals out there, that is the huge opportunity for agents and a huge win-win. I tell you, I buy a lot of houses on the courthouse steps in foreclosure. It is the absolute saddest thing when you buy a house that somebody had equity in and they, and sometimes it's like a, it's a vacant abandoned house. We buy these vacant abandoned houses, but there was equity. And if they would have just had an agent sell it for them, they would have sold it faster and, then, and they would have made more money. So these people, you can reach out to them and it's a win-win. Hey, you're in foreclosure. You're behind on your payments. Let me sell your house for you right now because so that way you can walk away with some cash. So that is a crazy statistic, 32%. Like when you hear that, the, I can't think of a time when it was like that. I, you know, I, I would have to verify that statistic. You know, I, I, I just, I find it unbelievable. It is an unbelievable. Yeah. So this is, yeah, Fox Business, the article's federal eviction moratorium ending puts millions at risk. So can you guys help us out there? Go check out that article. And I'm sorry that I, didn't, that I wasn't able to find the source for that number, but that is the number that they say in there. And that's why I want to tell you guys, I haven't been able to verify it yet. And that it's such an unbelievable number. I want to be able to verify it. I Googled foreclosure moratorium news. And so then you see all these different things. So there's a, a moratorium. There's a law being uh, proposed that's in New York that they want to postpone any foreclosures for a year statewide. Tampa Bay, statewide eviction moratorium in Florida remains as is. That's going to expire this week. Six days ago in Metro Detroit, 
they're bracing for problems. They think 35, let me see what that, the backlog of, it says experts brace for problems in Detroit. They say there's a backlog of 75,000 eviction filings that have been on hold since this started. 75,000 people that that turns off next week. And so Michigan's trying to figure out what they can do different on this. So the attorney general wants mass eviction and foreclosure moratorium in Boston. Baker extends moratorium on evictions and foreclosures in Massachusetts. So moral of that story is every state is different right now, but there is major news happening with foreclosure moratoriums and eviction moratoriums. And some of those last stats we said, check out your city, check out your county, check out your state. The benefit of extended moratoriums means that there's more time to get that happen. The 32% of people means they're not going to get foreclosed next month, but there still will be a time when that stops and they need to sell. So mm-hmm. finding that opportunity, creating that actionable news is, uh, is how to work. Man, I feel like this is one of our best newscasts we've ever done of how much stuff is going on out there, but it's, it's wild, man. It is tough to understand what's happening with the news, but I know the, the real estate market is super interesting right now. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that I, I, I think that the news is something, it's what, listen, it's why we invest our time and energy in bringing the news out to, to, to our folks is we think that, that uh, there's value in it. There's value if you can go somewhere and get the, you know, get the news sort of digested for you. And the bottom line is you as an individual, it's what I tell, it's what I tell the 3000 realtors working in my offices, you are able to affect your internal business more than any outside uh, than any outside force. So no matter what's going on out there, if you're sitting on the couch, good news is not going to help you. Okay, if you're yeah. out there and you're and you're humping it and you're talking to more, you know, two three times more people a day than you did before, likely, you know, very bad news is not going to hurt you very bad. Yeah. It's such a great point. You like anyone out there, all of our listeners, you guys have more control than any of this news can get there. Hopefully our news gives you some strategy points, helps you figure out what's going on nationally. And so you can put things in perspective. I mean, that's the biggest part of all of it. You can put it in perspective. How am I doing compared to this? And where is the opportunity and where is the solution and what are we going to see? It is so strange to say, we are in the strongest, most booming amount of sales and the busy agents are busier than they've ever been and also say, what's going to happen in a week and a half, mm-hmm. right? Like that is, it is wild out there. So the, it is wild. Yeah. You know, so that wild. goes back to, I'm so glad I sold my house in, in April, uh, even though I sold it for less than I could have had I sold it today mm-hmm. because that peace of mind is, is something else as we go into these wild times. So Listeners, as always, so Paul, do you have anything else to add before we close this out today? I mean, you know, I, I would just say hold, hold tight. Keep watching, you know, send us more feedback. We love it. Uh, keep watching the news and, and, you know, get, sorry, keep getting the news to work for you. Okay. Yes. Not against you. I, honestly, I'm not, you know, when I read this news in order to prep for this uh, segment, I get, sometimes I get freaked out. Yeah. Like, it's easy it. to get freaked out by the I news. Get freaked yeah. out. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute now, you know, uh, okay. So what are we doing? Um, and, and so it, it's easy to get caught up in the news and there's no piece of news. Okay. That is breaking so fast that we need to know about it in the moment that it's happening. Right. So it's like, I, I, I have taken a total yeah, diet from, 
the CNNs and the, you know, Fox breaking news and all like, I, I, you don't need it, you know, wait till the next day when it's analyzed, you know, tune in to stay the market so we can, we can analyze it for you in a, in a sober, non-emotional way. How are we going to, yeah, the question always is, and there is an answer to it. I don't have the answer, but the question will always stimulate the answer. And the question is, how do I make this work for me? Yeah. You know, and there is an answer to that question. And that, I just leave you with that. Yeah. Make the news work for you. The, and the real news. I mean, that was the, the, some of the funny posts I put on, on social media last week was all of the good news right next to the, the opposite news. Same day, same reporting companies. So we're going to do our best to sort through it for you guys. Help give you some actual content so you can make the news work for you. You can find Paul, Paul Bork, Mark Morris on Instagram. You can find us at, at RE Rockstars on Instagram on Instagram or at Aaron Amuchastegui. The, uh, we've got, we're on Facebook everywhere else. We'll probably do some Facebook lives with you guys, some interactive stuff. If you have questions, reach out to us and message us. If you want to get on one of our live state of the markets and provide some news for your area, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, just keep listening to the Real Estate Rockstars radio. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks everybody. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys. And I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.